Hi, and welcome to this special bonus podcast series covering the property investing journey from start to finish. We're going to look from the beginning at how to save for a deposit or how to use equity to purchase an investment property through to common questions like houses versus units. How do you do research on certain areas all the way through to protecting your assets and selling down and becoming financially free. Starting off with episode one, we're looking at how to save for a deposit. So top tips to save for a deposit in record time. So we've got a special guest from Newcastle Financial Planning Group, Tom Momsen, who you may have heard on the longer series of the Geared for Growth Property Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, Managing Director of MCG Quantity Surveyors, and I'm excited to run you through this series. We've got some of the big names that we've had on the podcast before, perhaps some new names as well, but we're going to go through the whole property investing journey from start to finish, starting with Tom. Here's Tom. Welcome to Geared for Growth. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, Managing Director of MCG Quantity Surveyors, and we're actually kicking off a brand new special series, I suppose we're going to call it, where we're looking at the whole process of becoming a property investor from start to finish. So obviously, to begin with, you need money to purchase uh, an investment property, which is uh, annoying, of course, but it's an an obstacle we'll have to to get over. And we're going to go through the whole process from, you know, saving for a deposit, which is episode one today, all the way through to research how to buy a property and what structure, buying at auction, all the way from start to finish. So we're going to go through the whole property investing journey. Now for episode one, we are doing how to save for a deposit without eating two-minute noodles. And I've got a very special guest who was actually episode 13. So one of the original gangsters of Geared for Growth is back. We've got financial planner and financial guru, Tom Momsen. Thanks for coming back, Tom. Thanks for having me, buddy. So how to save for a deposit without eating two-minute noodles. Now, I, I want to take the listeners down uh, a little story lane, if if you'll indulge me. Here we go. When, yeah, here we go. Strap yourselves in. When, <laughs> Gather around, children. <laughs> back, in, back when it was black and white and uh, I, I bought my first property, I think I might have even been in my late 20s, which is embarrassing now if you look at Instagram and everyone's got 18 by the time they're 19. Um, I actually didn't have to save for a deposit because that was back in a time where there were 100% loans or even 105% loans. So my LVR was uh, not really an equation. It was 100. Um, But things are, are a lot harder now. Those loans don't really exist. We've also we're also in a in a time period where there's a lot more temptation. If you look at I mentioned Instagram, that's probably a good one. Everyone has new shit. Everyone looks shiny. They've got all the bling, all the cars, all of the expensive holidays and that sort of stuff and and that's really I guess uh, it's a perfect storm of of having that sort of aspirational culture thing going on and also such easy availability to, to money with afterpay and and credit cards and that sort of stuff. So it's um it's a it's a jungle out there for people that are trying to save for either it be their first home or in this case a, an investment property. The principles are the same. So Tommy, help us out. How how do you save money in 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 the culture that we're in at the at the moment where you kind of there's a lot of temptation to have everything now. 
Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, you, you've hit the nail on the head there of things like Afterpay. Anyone who actually knows me uh, knows my hatred of those sorts of things. So, yeah, you, you buy now and you will pay later and you will pay more. I love that. Uh, that is absolutely guaranteed in there. So just trying to yeah, stop that temptation, the old, um, do you need it or do you want it? And there's a big difference between your needs and your wants. Uh, and that's something that half on all the time. And uh, one of the big things, you, you just got to be clear. And you go, yeah, what, what is your number one priority? Not priorities, number one priority. Uh, and really just sticking with that and learning to say no as well. Sometimes you just can't go out with your friends or do something like that. Just cut back. Don't always say yes. Learn to say no. Yeah, they might be a bit pissed off with you, but oh, well, too bad. They'll get over it next weekend. Mm. So, yeah, that's one of the big things. Uh, keeping it simple. Um, just stick to the absolute basics. Doesn't need to be overcomplicated at all. Um, and allow yourself some room of the temptations. Don't take all temptations out. Just have some of them in, in there, but just dial them back to, to where they were. Um, I know when I was saving for my first place, um, yeah, I was living in an absolute rat den. It was <laughs> terrible. Um, my uh, wife then girlfriend hated coming around. She thought it was just absolutely disgusting, and, and it was. It was pretty foul. You're painting uh, a very romantic scene here. <laughs> come, come around the oh, yeah. line, sweetheart, and just shoo away the, uh, the rodents <laughs> and the detritus. Needless to say, we uh, went around to her place most of the time. Um, not not mine, but... Uh, That's another good way to save expenses too, right? <laughs> she's, she's paying the electricity and the, the water while you're over at her joint. Exactly, exactly. But no, it allowed both... Uh, my mate who I was uh, flatting with at the time and I to, to build up a, a far better deposit as a result of, yeah, being Scrooge McDuck on the, the rent. But, yeah, we still went out and we still did plenty of things, but yeah, we just paid absolutely bugger all rent. So, yeah, if you are renting, try and keep, yeah, the, the rents low. So, yeah, maybe not living in that ideal location or in the ideal place. Um, living in the ideal location will probably also... Uh, cost you more too like if you're living in newcastle and you go and live in honeysuckle there you go you've got the temptations on your doorstep mm. so not having such easy access to the temptations uh, as well as another another big thing so yeah it's it's not yeah you, you don't want to be scrimping everywhere and as you said eating your two minute noodles um but yeah eating two minute noodles occasionally more than likely quite fine and a, and <laughs> a good way to cut a corner I think there's there's one sort of prominent investment guy who 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 really made his way by buying I think even two minute noodles in bulk, um, having an offer syndicate where they were buying meals on the on the cheap. So it's a technique that can work, but I guess the point is like it doesn't have to be that sort of stoic and and painful, right? You don't you don't no. have to suffer that much. And I've spoken to a few no. uh, finance experts that say, look, when you get your your pay, the first thing you should do is put aside that fun money uh, and, and and encourages people to, to go out and blow that in, in whatever way they see fit. But of course, there's blowing it and there's blowing it. I mean, I do quite a lot of um, Shiraz work at home. Now, that might just seem like I don't have friends and I'm lonely. Now, that is just a coincidence. But... <laughs> I'm going to call it, you know, it's a cost-saving measure because the same amount of consumption somewhere else is three or four four times, right? So how important do you think it is to to have that 
that that fun because it's a bit like you know diets and having those cheat days they they have a place right because it helps you to stay on that on that mission yep yeah 100 percent. and that's uh yeah the the third point that i referenced there earlier of the don't be a hero trying to save every single penny it's just it's gonna blow up at some point and then you'll just go out and binge buy um, and so, yeah, you need to make sure that you've got an allowance to be able to yeah, have that release and going out, catching up with your friends. But, yeah, maybe it's just a, uh, a pizza and beers at someone's place or a barbecue, not going out for dinner, something like that. So you're still getting your interactions. You're not sitting at home on the couch just uh, watching free-to-air TV uh, because you're now not paying for Netflix or anything as well. Um, yeah, you've still got to have that fun. Otherwise, yeah, it just blows up. When you're too strict, very few people can have the discipline to stick with it over a, a medium term of sort of three months or more mm. in there and then you end up back at square one, which is your worst case outcome because you've gone out and blown it. Yeah. When it comes to sort of analysing people, as I'm sure you do, and their expenditure, are there any hacks that you can think of? I mean, you mentioned Netflix before and uh I know that there's a certain amount of seats that you can get in a Netflix account, and I've been to many hotel rooms where someone's already logged in, so that's pretty cool. You get to see some of the, the weird search history as well. I think I've made a few <laughs> posts of that on Facebook. Um, I'm actually in a family with um, somebody that I know. I'm part of their Spotify family, right? So she invoices me X amount a year to be part of her family. Now, are there any other... Um, little hacks that you see people doing that, that help them to minimise their expenses? Yeah, just one of the big ones is so many people uh, will have uh, those ongoing regular uh, expenses like your Spotify, Netflix, Stan, Foxtel, and you won't be using one, two or three of them. So just making sure that you're actually using everything that you're paying for. Mm. So go, go through the list and so often, like there's one or two of those monthly subscriptions that could be 10 bucks or it could be 20, 30 bucks a month uh, in there that people aren't actually using. Mm. So, yeah, just make sure that you, yeah, number one, that you are actually using everything. If you are, well, you go, yeah, are you doubling up, say, a Stan and Netflix? Do you really need both? Mm. Um, and then you add in Disney Plus, Foxtel, yeah, that sort of the list can just go on mm. for it. So, yeah, the binge, number one that's is a just, new one I heard about. Binge, <laughs> you could be, which, you could binge as well. Which one was that? Sorry, be, uh, it's called binge. I think there's. Uh, I mean, Disney Plus is is new to me, but there's another one out there. So you can have a million, and they all have different exclusive, uh, I guess, agreements with you know. Different what, shows, what they're purchasing, yeah, and 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 all that sort of stuff. So, you, you if you if you want to get say ten subscriptions to different streaming services, it's 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 the work of ten minutes on your phone at night. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and and yeah, they they do add up uh, in there, and every little bit of momentum that you can get uh, does help. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah companies probably won't like us saying it but yeah sharing it around i'm sure many people already do mm. um in there so you go well yeah particularly if you're if you're flatting with someone don't have two accounts mm. and uh, if netflix yeah. or spotify are listening this is uh this is just a, a parody there's not general advice uh, <laughs> neither of us are doing this um if 
when it comes to the people that are nailing it that you see that you you look at them and you go wow you've saved a huge ton in a short amount of time is there anything that they have in common are they using any sort of online software that tracks their spending are they are they disciplined with budgets do they have budgets you know should we have a budget the, i've asked you probably eight questions there you can pick <laughs> pick ones you want um I don't think any of them actually use online tools. Right. Um, a, again, uh, I th- personally, I think it's uh, quite a gimmick uh, in there, all of the, the budgeting things. You need to sit down and you need to do a fair bit of work with them uh, in there. Very few people I've actually seen stick with it for more than a month mm-hmm. in there. So I'd actually say don't bother wasting your money on a budgeting app at 20 bucks a month yeah. uh, in there. The other thing is they would keep it simple. They pull off X amount per pay into their fun account and they only use that. And when once that's run out, well, yep, that's when the sit at home being boring uh, kicks in in there. But uh, they know that they're only allowed to do X amount of out and about per week, per fortnight, whatever uh, their pay periods are in there and yeah so that to me is one of the the big keys of yeah it's keeping it simple and you don't yeah you have your your spend um account your savings account your everyday account in there so yeah having three accounts i think is a a great way to do it um and adds just a bit of discipline uh one of the things can do as well uh that i've seen work quite well if you are uh tempted to do uh transfers from between bank accounts when you're out and about to give yourself an extra 50 bucks beer money um take that savings account off your online Ah. so actually hide it from yourself so you can't do it that's a really good one Mm. so that yeah the temptation is gone like so if you want to make a withdrawal out of it you've got to go into the bank yeah right that i have seen that work uh quite well with a, a few people who have done really well. So they literally, they hide the money from themselves. Some have gone to the extent of uh, having the um, parents um, take over that account as well. Like they'll set up, say, an, an extra account with a different provider mm-hmm. and they'll have the money going over there. And, uh, yeah, their mum and dad or someone who they trust uh, has actually the codes on that one. I like um, that. I mean... I- I like to hide, say, a $20 note in a pair of pants that go through the wash and <laughs> later on you find it, right? I mean, that's... It's free money. Yeah, it's, it's free money. Uh, but there's, there's, something, there's something for the effort that it takes to do it. And I guess if you're queuing up with your passbook and it's not like they say, you know, Mr. Momsen, what will you be spending this $50 on? You have to say beer because that would be a bit embarrassing. But you're standing there going, like, this is a bit this is a bit thick, isn't it? I'm here trying to get this money out because, you know, I, I want a, um, I want a Guzman and Gomez and a and a cider or whatever it is people eat these days. Yeah. Um, but if you make it hard, make it hard for yourself, then it's uh, it's just that one little barrier, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just putting those uh, barriers in front of yourself, and so it's just not so easy. Where yeah, the online bank it does just make it so easy that you yeah even if your card can't access that account, where you go, well, you can quickly just flick it across, and um, yeah, have access to it straight away so you can be out and go all right well, yeah we'll have another couple of beers i can't just go home now mm. um in there another one is just not having too much access to it. if you're not disciplined with it um credit cards 
Yeah. If you're yeah, if you're not good with using them only in sort of the emergencies, just don't have them. Take away the temptations. It's the easiest thing to do. Mm. Um, if you don't want to slip, don't play on slippery slopes. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. You've had some cracking metaphors, and I like the one, uh, you know, if you buy now, you'll pay later. And obviously that uh, it's, uh, what is that, a double entendre, uh, because you, you're, you're going to pay in terms of you're not going to be able to get what you're setting out to do. Now, so we're, we're being very pious because we've been through this before. Um, but, it, you know, it, we're, we're, if you don't want to do this and you don't want to save money, you don't have to, right? But that's where you're talking about being clear on your goal and objective if it is your goal to purchase an investment property or purchase your first home you you if you if you want to get there quicker you will have to have some sort of discipline right that that, that's pretty key and for someone like yourself who uh, manages people's finances and help them get towards retirement you obviously see the power of money compounding over time so if you're able to get into a property six or 12 months sooner than someone else obviously the market such as it is at the moment that could make a big difference but we're talking a a pretty big financial difference if you're able to get in say today rather than in 12 months time right yeah yeah it's um yeah you're just getting that growth behind you the capital gain um you are actually getting instead of paying so yeah you pay 600 now versus 700 later on you've got an extra 100 grand in equity in a 12 months time to then be able to look at going again Mm. so it's just yeah the the sooner the better in there and it it really does come down to um also then down the track making sure that you do buy the the right properties which will be one of your topics later on no doubt stay tuned there but it's um yeah, getting that, just getting into um, the market, but making sure that you get into the right part of the market yeah. as well. So, because, yeah, getting into the wrong part of the market can, uh, it, yeah, put you back to square one or behind because you're using leverage. Yeah, exactly. One one part I wanted to touch on as well is that um, when you're saving for a deposit, there's there's kind of there's there's two inputs, I guess. There's the there's the savings, which is important. You you need to try and um, tighten up the the purse strings. Or oh my gosh, that makes me sound old. Um, <laughs> I don't have a purse for the record. But the other part of the equation is the money coming in, right? So I wanted to to talk to you about um, that situation because that that I think is a bit sort of under under talked about underutilized i can remember speaking to my employer and and trying to sell them on the story to say look um i can get a loan because they're sort of handing them out right like you don't need a deposit when i was purchasing there was some great you know first homeowner grants and that sort of stuff but the bank wasn't going to give me a loan because i wasn't earning enough money so i pitched to them and say this is why i think i'm going to be worth more money to you and here's what i'm going to commit to in the next 12 12 months and this is this is what I'm hoping my salary would be and it's not because I'm going to do something silly it's it's I want to buy a property I'm going to be tied in with a mortgage it's going to be difficult for me to quit um, my job and work for someone else because I'm so terrified about making my payments is that something that that you think people don't think about as much when they're trying to to build that little that little deposit yeah that the easiest one um, yeah, to, to save more is to earn more. Mm. <laughs> so simple. Re- yeah, yeah, very simple one. Uh, just 
maybe slightly harder to execute uh, in there. But yeah, doing anything, can you can you find some overtime? Like even just little things like that. Have just go. Is there another way? Sit down, yeah, with your boss and see whether or not. Uh, yeah, something can be worked out to be able to get that income up. Now, whether it's a, a flat-out pay rise, that's probably your, your hardest angle to run with uh, in there because you really got to justify your value as to get that larger salary. But can you do some more work? Is there an option to be able to do some time on the weekend or anything like that? And that's where it'll really start to kick along uh, to get your deposit now with the price of houses just going up so much yeah you need to get that deposit quickly uh together so because otherwise you, you're just getting sort of further and further behind and i don't think that we'll get back to uh where it was that you were at with the sort of the 100 105 percent uh chances so you're gonna have to get equity uh, or capital somehow sorry to um yeah be able to get the the loan at minimum sort of 10 percent deposit yeah, I can't see that um, changing. The the wild west days of of lending <laughs> aren't coming back. Yeah, so, so you, know, you you need at least fifty grand. Mm. Um, yeah, deposit for a yeah half a million dollar place. So you, you look around now and you go, you, it, there's not too many places around. If you're looking for a house anywhere around Newcastle where it's um, sub five hundred. Mm. And I mean, yeah, such is the case in in most other big regional centres, and the capital cities even even more aggressive. Unless you're looking at shoebox apartments and things. So, yep. Tom, we want to keep this series pretty tight and snappy. So, can we yes. just recap? I've got some great gold from you, but can you recap on your top three tips? Yep. Be clear with your goals. Keep it simple, and don't try and be a hero about the savings. I love it. Have a and little remember, bit of fun along the way. Buy now and you will pay later. <laughs> I love it, Tom. That's 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 fantastic advice. Great cracking metaphor too as well. Um, and, and if you uh, know someone else that's saving for a deposit, either for their first home because these tips work for that or, or of course, um, this, this show is a little bit more about the investing, please send them a copy of this episode. We'd love to, to share the message. And we're going to go through the complete journey of investing in property as well. So if you're interested in that, tune in. If you know anyone that would be interested in that journey, as well please flick through the details uh and all that remains is for me to say tom momson thanks for your time on geared for growth really appreciate it thanks mate cheers cheers talk soon the geared for growth property investing podcast is presented by our business mcg quantity surveyors if you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximise their claims and maximise their property education as well.